0: Welcome to Chapter One of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Denny McCollum, CIO at Citizens Memorial Healthcare. In this segment, McCollum talks about how her team's elective approach with independent physicians has paid dividends, why they're waiting a few years before upgrading to the next version of Meditech, and the importance of having an infrastructure that allows for growth. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvata. The healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvada.com. Hi, Denny. Um, Can you please give give a little bit of information about Citizens Memorial to kind of get us started off? Sure.
1: Citizens Memorial is uh, what I would call a rural healthcare system. We're located in southwest Missouri. And we started, um, actually before I worked here, in 1982 the hospital opened with just 52 beds and was um, had three doctors at the time and was just the only game in town for healthcare. And we have since grown to become really an integrated health network including the hospital, emergency services, uh, we operate ambulance services. We have home care services, including skilled nursing, rehab, hospice, um, home medical equipment, homemaker chore services, health transit. Um, We've also expanded into long-term care. We started doing that in the late 80s. And we have 650 beds of long-term care facilities, six different long-term care facilities. Um, We have some independent living, some residential care. And then we also have uh, physician practices. We have some certified rural health clinics, walk-in clinics, and then we have been able to grow our specialty base uh, very nicely. So we really have um, a, a broad variety of services for the community, and even in some areas where we didn't have the expertise to do it ourselves, like cancer care or dialysis, we've partnered with others to come in and bring those services to the community. So it's quite a story. We've had the same uh, CEO, his name's Donald J. Babb, since uh, before the hospital opened, and he's still with us, so it's really been his visionary leadership for the organization that's made the big difference.
0: Right. Okay. So it's one of those things that's a bit deceiving, because you see that it's a hospital, not a huge hospital, but then you talk about all the other things, and it's really uh, running the full gamut of, uh, of care across the continuum.
1: Yes. I think that's what's unusual about CMH. We've really tried to focus on not just providing the health care that we knew how to do, but um, providing the health care that the community really needed to be able to stay independent, you know, for as long as possible, and everybody wants to stay home as long as they can. And then when they do have to come in for more longer term care, uh, we want to make it a good experience.
0: And um, the physician practices, are those owned by the system or affiliated or, or both? Mostly owned. We have had an
1: approach where we would really meet the physicians wherever they wanted to be met, whether they wanted to be independent or they wanted to um, be employed. And over time, it has ended up that almost every provider is employed. There are a couple of practices in town, small practices that um, are still independent, but even the larger practices over time said, hey, you know what, I want to work for you and not worry about the landscaping and the hiring and firing and the payroll taxes. You take care of that. So it worked out well for us and for them. So we employ, I would guess, somewhere up around 80 providers. Um, And then we have some visit a few visiting specialists that come to us from Springfield, Missouri, and then some independents, so we have licenses for around 100 providers at this point.
0: Okay. And as far as, you know, affiliations, is that something, how does that work as far as, uh, is that something you have with other hospitals or health systems at this point?
1: We actually are not formally affiliated with any um, other system. There are two systems in Springfield, and we partner with both of them on different uh, projects. Uh, we have uh, the air ambulance that we host um, right in front of the hospital is with the Mercy system, um, and we, do, we have specialists from the Cox uh, Medical Center who come down and visit. So uh, we try to be a good partner for everybody, but we're still um, very independent.
0: Okay now a lot of people are familiar with citizens memorial because of some of the, the achievements um you know achieving stage 7 a, a while ago now and uh which which is something that i'm sure is is a really nice uh, accomplishment to be able to uh to have yes
1: uh, you know when we started uh our implementation of our electronic health record back in 2002 of course, we'd never heard of any of those. I'm not even sure Stage 7 was around. So it was all a nice surprise for us that um, for what we'd done that we knew was the right thing to do for the organization, and then we were recognized for that. So we won the Davies Award from HIMSS, uh, Stage 7. We've been most wired. And also the organization generally has been, we um, won the Missouri Quality Award a couple times now. So, yeah, those are nice uh, accolades that we're proud of.
0: Yes. Yeah. So like you said, certainly something you weren't striving for, especially when, <laughs> um, you know, it, it didn't come around until a few years later.
1: Yes. So uh, we've
0: been ahead of the curve of, in a few different areas, and that's one of them, I think. Yeah. Okay. So now talking about um, the, the EHR uh, environment, um, the hospital is on Meditech? We are. We're on Meditech.
1: We're on their client-server version, which is uh, not their older version and not their newest version, kind of their in-between And uh, we have it implemented um, really everywhere that Meditech serves. So we have the hospital system, home care, long-term care, emergency services, our surgical center um, is on Meditech, all the way across the continuum. And we plan to go to their latest version sometime in the next few years. We're just kind of waiting so that we weren't on bleeding edge and – uh, but that is at this point our plan is to eventually move to what they call Meditech 6.1 right now, I think.
0: Because then in, in terms of the functionality of 6.1 versus the client server, that there's not like a necessarily a huge pressing need to to go on it right away?
1: You know, um, we did what a lot of people are moving to Meditech 6.1 for is to get the integration between particularly the physician component in the hospital. I think people all of a sudden, we were like, oh, that's a great idea. All of a sudden are saying, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining two medication lists, two problem lists, two allergy lists, you know, and I don't have continuity. We actually did that in the version that we're on of Meditech. We implemented their ambulatory product in 2004 or 5, and got that kind of integration already. And so what they do have in 6.1 is beautiful web ambulatory interface for the providers. It's very efficient, you know, reduced clicks. It's mobile-friendly. And our docs are anxious to move to it whenever the time is right. Uh, but for us, it's not quite as pressing as it is for some of the other providers because we already have that integration patient history. You know, everything's kind of at the fingertips of the providers already. So we can afford to wait just a little bit and make sure that matures a little bit and then get in line for, for the upgrade. It's a pretty major upgrade when we do take it.
0: Right. Okay. But then in, in terms of having that, that integrated record across the system, that's something that, that, that's been in place for, for quite a while.
1: Yes, and it will be even better in 6.1. Um, I think that there will be better integration between long-term care. Um, we have one shared EMR now, but there are some pieces that are separate for billing reasons, and even those become one database in six one. So it we, will be nice, uh, but it's not quite as pressing as it would be if we were, you know, on an Allscripts or on NextGen or Athena Health and trying to move all our providers to one platform because we've done that part of it already.
0: Right, okay. you didn't have to really deal with having several different um, EHRs out there and combining or not combining but but moving to a different strategy well we uh, we had one case
1: our our most our largest acquisition of a rural health clinic uh, with thirteen providers, and um, they had gone on all scraps uh, years ago, I think in two thousand six or two thousand seven. Uh, about the time that we finished up our clinics, and they did, oh, they were like, this is a great idea, and they went out and bought all scripts and went paperless, and so they had seven years, eight years of data when we acquired them a year and a half ago, and um all electronic, so we did do a conversion uh, was quite the experience. We converted, uh, because we wanted them to be able to move directly into our Meditech ambulatory system and be able to operate from there without having to refer back to their old system all the time, and just have continuity, so we did convert all of their lab results that they had electronic for all those years. Uh, we used the CCD or CDA document in order to bring over meds, allergies, problems. And we did, um, we brought all of their progress notes, all of their um, office notes, and most all of their scanned documents, except for the ones that we'd sent to them in the first place, into Meditech. So when they first started using Meditech, they had this history already there. So it was a huge project to do a conversion uh, from one system to another. And I don't envy anybody that, um, that process if they have to go through it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Sure. Okay, but that, but largely it's not something you you've had to uh, undergo. No, that's the only time. That was forty thousand patients, though,
1: so it oh, was okay. pretty. Yeah, it was pretty big. Yeah. and all, almost all of the patients matched um, our patients. We had a lot of overlap, ninety-some yeah. percent overlap. So we didn't. We only had to create a few thousand patients, but just converting that large amount of data over two hundred fifty thousand scan documents and. It was a very large, large numbers, so yeah. thankfully um, we did, and we used, uh, we were able to convert it so that we can even do release of records out of the Meditech side, and we don't have to maintain the old system going forward,
0: which is the ultimate, you know, to have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that that, that was quite a project, and um, was it something where you necessarily knew how much of a, an undertaking it was going to be beforehand? No. We sort of thought like everyone thinks that the CCD, you know, you're just going to
1: generate a bunch of CCDs on one side and plug them in on the other side. But the yeah. the format of the CCD is so horrible. Um, and we had to strip out, we really had to strip out so much of what was in the CCD because right. it was just hundreds of pages per patient. We had to re- have an external party help us reformat the the meds, because uh, there was disagreement about whether or not that should include active or inactive, or, and we only wanted active to cross. And so we had a third party help us with, really a whole lot of it, a third party helped us with somebody who was expert on the all-script side, because we clearly lacked that expertise. Yeah. But yes, much bigger than we thought.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. And you had mentioned that um, you you own a pretty large percentage of the practices at this point. And is it something where you anticipate there's going to be more that come under the umbrella or is it uh, hard to say at this point? You know, at this point, it seems
1: like right now, everybody that we're recruiting wants to be employed. So one of the nice things about the infrastructure that we've built is it provides a foundation for growth. And so when we brought in a dermatologist a few months ago, you know, we just stand up dermatology as a new clinic. And voila, train him on the system and move forward. So um, we, mostly they are employed, and mostly it's a matter of growth for us and just adding on to the system that we have.
0: Yeah. And do you think that that approach has been helpful? It certainly seems like it has of, of uh, kind of giving them that choice or, or at least not, not trying to force the hand that saying right away that, you know, we want you to be employed by our, by our system. Yeah, I think it
1: has been. Um, I think over the years, like I said, I think more and more they're moving away from wanting to manage their own practices, but knowing that they have the option, you know, if they want to, like, buy into the visit the building, we will even, you know, let them have that. A uh, Few do that, you know, so that they some of them consider it a retirement, but for the most part, they kind of want to be employed, have good benefits, be able to do their thing and go home, so, yeah. but I do think being flexible um, has made a big difference for us over the years.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com podcast.